it's sure enough been a tough day for me. I, the devil sure enough has, he's working. He, he's doing all he can, as Brother Tyrant said, to, to destroy this meeting. Uh, I get so tired of him winning. One of these days, he's going to get his. He's going to be, he's going to be cast into a lake of fire. Just where he belongs, and there he will be for eternity. We'll never have to deal with him again. And I'm going to tell you, in that day, I'm going to laugh. I believe in all my heart, I will, because he has made my life miserable. Over and over and over. I don't know about anybody else. He has mine. It's been a tough day. It's been a lot of things going on. A lot of people hurt. A lot of things that you want to be able to fix and I can't fix them. Even after we got here. Need you. Need your prayers. Brother Benji, I was so worried last night what he preached on, and and I thought I don't I don't know the thought I've got to tie up, and then while I go, he he talked about the biggest lie the devil tells is about you've got time, and this is one of the hardest subjects for me to preach on. Since I've been preaching, I don't know how many times I've preached funerals. The first funeral I preached was for a little, just a little bitty baby. I, I preached them when they was two year old. I preached them when they was four year old. And I lived between I've went and held hands of people that was dying. I watched them take their last breath. You do that over and over and over. for those little ones and the biggest majority of the ones that I preached funerals they had a time and a place they made preparation for those little ones they never reached the age of accountability but I have preached them to where they, they never left the testimony and all you can say is they're in the just hands of a just God we can't put them in heaven that ain't our job. So you just have to tell the truth. I dug up my glasses. The 47th chapter of Genesis. Y'all pray for us. The 27th verse. Uh, I may not be very long. I don't know. This I'll be honest with you. 
This is the type of subject I, I really hope I'm not real long. I hope he can get done with me pretty quick. And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions therein and grew and multiplied exceedingly. And Jacob lived, and that Israel was Jacob. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt seventeen years, so the whole age of Jacob was a hundred and forty seven years. And the time drew nigh that Israel must die. And he called his son Joseph and said unto him, If now if I found grace in thy sight, put I pray thee thy hand under my thigh, and deal kindly and truly with me. Bury me not, I pray thee, in Egypt, but I will lie with my fathers, and thou shalt carry me out of Egypt, and bury me in the, in the burying place. And he said, I will do as thou hast said. And he said, Swear unto me. And he said, I swear unto him. And Israel bowed himself upon the bed's head. And her thought is, it, it said that Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 77 years. And it talked about how, or 17 years, it talked about how long he'd been there. And it said it drew nigh uh, that he must die. And over in Ecclesiastes, in the third chapter, the second verse, it says, There's a time to be born, and there's a time to die. And I want you to realize tonight that there's going to be a time that you must die. Jacob Israel, he'd, he'd reached the top point there. I, I, I see people that they know when their days were getting shorter. And they, they go to try to make a preparation. There was one dear sister that's with us here tonight that mentioned to me just the other night about the part she wanted me to take in her funeral. And I, I, I realize tonight that uh, we all must start making preparations and, and making plans. And I want you to realize that's all this place is. It's a preparation place. But uh, me and my wife, we talk about it a whole lot. We talk about where we're going to be buried, where my mom and dad's buried. Uh, the, the graveyard is just about full. I don't know if there's any place left. A rocky mountain of earth is just about full. I don't know if there be any place left of the earth. And where her mom and dad is buried, I, I, I wish, we don't know if we want to be buried there or not. And so, and we're trying to get that worked out and trying to get that figured out. But honey, that is some of the least things that you need to be concerned about. Really what you need to be concerned about is whether you make preparations with God or not. Because there is going to come a time that you must die. We find in the Scriptures where Adam and Eve broke the commandment of God. And, and uh, God had told them the day you eat of the tree of knowledge and good of evil, uh, you will die. And I want you to know, uh, I realize uh, when they ate of that, uh, they died a spiritual death. But because they died, ate of that, they also had to die a physical death also. We find Adam lived, I believe it was 930 years. And the Bible said, and he died. How would you know that comes a time that you must die? And I realize 
realize that tonight. I know my times are coming. And I want you to know your times are coming too. Nobody likes to think about it. Nobody likes to talk about it. When I try to talk to Sheila about it, she just say, let's talk about something else. Nobody likes to think about it. And I want to tell you right now, if you sit around and dwell on it all the time, you go crazy. So, why we, why you can't live thinking about dying. That's what I tell her all the time. You can't live that way. So you have to put it behind you to a certain extent. But I don't know how a lost person can see any peace or any rest. Uh, and if you're confused, I want you to know I can't understand how you can sleep at night. If you're lost, I don't see how you can. I can lay down and I know, I know if I don't wake up in the morning where I'll be. There's a time to be born. And there's a time to die. So listen to me tonight. I, I pray that we'll get, get to a point here in a little while. I want to go over Job and, and read over there. I preach different things, brother, and I love how they preach. Thank you, both of them got such memory. I, I have to go read it. I can't quote our scriptures a, a whole lot. I, I just have to go to them and read them. But every one of us has got our abilities. And, and mine ain't much. And you say, Amen, preacher. If you can't amen me about that day, I'll surely can that. But listen, we all got our own abilities. Well, we've all got our own job. But over Job, it said a man that's born a woman in a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower, and he is cut down, and he fleeth also as a shadow, and he continueth not. And, uh, and, 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 and doest thou open thine eyes upon such a one, and bringest me into judgment with thee. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean thing? Not one. Seeing his days are determined in number, his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. And I want you to know, it is once appointed unto a man to die. And listen to me tonight. That's one appointment you'll keep. How you may be late getting to church. How you may be late getting to work. How you may be late going to your wedding. I've heard people say uh, they'd be late uh, at their funeral. I, I preach a funeral to have the day goes. I don't tell how many times me and him. Uh, I went coon hunting. He never, I love that man, preached his funeral. He, he never was on time. Sometimes never he showed up. We got done uh, preaching a funeral and we went to go out there and get, uh, they put him in a hearse and went to leave and it wasn't crying. Uh, and we was out there 30 minutes trying to get the hearse to cry. And I thought, that's him. Uh, he's holding us up. We're having to wait on it. Uh, listen, but what, there comes a point you're going to keep. And you're not going past it. And neither am I.
Hezekiah, he got real sick. Isaiah the prophet come to him and told him he better get his house in order. That he was going to die. And he prayed and the Lord extended his life 15 years. And I thought, boy, I've thought about that so many times. Ain't that a blessing? I don't know exactly, but I almost promise you to the moment it was probably 15 years. And that man had to think about it for 15 years. Because Isaiah also told him that. He told him, he said, He's the Lord God is going to extend your life 15 years. I can't remember. I, I, I researched it one time. He, he either died when he was 53 year old or he was 53 year old when that happened. I can't remember. Brother Benji probably knows. But that for that time, that was young. 53, six years older than me. So he, for 15 years, he knew it. I don't know if I would have just went on. How would you like to know the day you was going to die? That you're born in time. How would you like to? How would you like to know the hour that you're going to die? She looked. Brother used to talk about a man. He, he told everybody. He, he said he knew the day he was going to die. And she was just talking about it again the other day. And we weren't talking about this. She was just talking about it. And I didn't work. But I remember talking about it again. Her brother would talk about it. And he, he was scared to death of that day. And that day he finally rolled around and he didn't die. And everybody talked about it, knew about it. But guess what happened the next day? The next day the man fell over dead with a heart attack. All those years he worried about that day. And he missed it by day. But listen, Hezekiah knew how long he had. And I, I know how God is. I believe God was exacting that. I believe when He told him 15 years, it was 15 years. And I believe it drawed down. And it got closer and it got closer and it got closer. And I believe it got down to months and then days. And then hours. And then devil did it to where Isaiah said, you're going to die in 15 years. That was his time. You've got a time. And I'm going to prove it to you here in a minute. And you will not go past it. The greatest example we have ever had did not go past his time. And nor will you. You're, when your time comes, it's going to be over. Whether you're four year old, whether you're 14 year old, whether you're 30 year old, whether you're 33 year old, whether you're 50 year old, 53 year old, or 80 year old, it's going to be done. And you will not go back. The only thing that's going to matter to me is you've made preparation. Amen. 
How many students I talked about it? I've heard of other preachers. I heard a preacher say it. Three talked about it. I was born nine four sixty three, and someday that they put on my tombstone, born the ninth month, fourth day of nineteen sixty three. And I, I, I don't know what date that's going to be on the other side of that. And I'm telling you, I don't even know. I don't even know. But in between that date, there's a little line right there. They're usually about that long. You know what that line represents? You're alive. And the only thing that's going to make any difference is that line line. You make peace with God. If you've got your house in order, if you've been born again, that's all that's going to matter. Everything else is going to be vanity. Every bit of it is going to be vanity. Only thing that's going to matter. You can pile up money and fill this building for and it won't make it won't be worth nothing. You can have the biggest house there is in Macon County and Tennessee or the world. And it won't mean nothing. The Bible teaches us there's only two places to go. The rich man and Lazarus. When Lazarus died, the angels come and took him up and carried him into Abraham's bosom in heaven. And the rich man lifted his eyes up in the devil's hell being in torment. Listen, that, that, that's it. You're going to die. It's either you've made preparation in the rich man. It wasn't because he was rich. We've said that over and over. It was because he didn't repent. So listen, there's only, there's only two places to go. And all that's going to matter is whether you got things. It's uh, the old word Job said, who can bring a, a, a clean thing out of an unclean? No, not one. Hey, I used to think when I first read it, I thought, well, God can't. But even God don't do it. I say he can't. He do anything but lie. But listen, he don't even do that. That's why you must be born again. And you must start off as a clean slate. And you must be born again as the Spirit of God. Because uh, you can't be made uh, clean because uh, you're corrupt. You must be made a new Christian. So you got a forty time, and so do I. Now I'm not telling y'all this church to say, "Look at me." It ain't good about. But I, I started exercising a year or two ago, and I know I'm fat, and you ain't got to tell me that. I know that. I, I can see in the mirror. I I preached a sermon about one time about looking in the mirror, and I can see my face. I know what I look like, but I still exercise. But in that, my heart, I just started getting healthier, brother. My heart rate started going lower and lower and lower. And I even got me one of them watches. I started worrying about it. Still worry about it every once in a while. It gets down in the 30s at night. And I'm thinking, that's just a little bit too slow. Suit me. That's getting way on down there. Just, you know. And then so I, I'm looking for a watch now that can warn me if it gets much slower. I don't like that. My wrist and heart rate is in the 50s. I know where I'm going. 
But I still went looking for a place to cross the river. They is coming. No matter how much you exercise, no matter how much good food you eat and, and diet and all that stuff, you can do all of it. You've got a time and you're not going to get past that. Y'all pray for me. I'll be done in just a few few more minutes, I believe. This is went different than I thought it would. In the 8th chapter of John, Jesus had upset them again. The Jews was upset with him and they were, they were ready to come after him. And they said in the 20th verse, it said these words spake Jesus in the treasure as he taught in the temple and no man laid hands on him for his hour not yet come. And you can find that different places where he told them his time was not yet. He was born of a woman his father was God. But he was a baby. We find where he was ten year old and he taught in the temple. I want you to get a think about this. He knew exactly what time, what hour, and what minute that he was going to die for you and me. I believe from the time he was just little, I, I believe how he grew up. He, he knew all the time. He knew when his hour was going to come. Listen, that when they beat him, before they put him on that cross, no man has ever been beat like he was. They tried their best to kill him, but they couldn't do it. Don't you know why? His hour still has come. He had a time. It was going to be at that time, at that point, and then he was going to kill us the ghost. And he knew it. Listen to me. I what my time is. I don't have one. Oh, I idea what yours is. But yours is coming. You have no idea. That's why it's so important to get it right. He went to the garden of Gethsemane in the 17th chapter. It tells us what he prayed. He said, these words spake Jesus. He lifted up his eyes to heaven. He said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son that thy Son also may be glorified with thee. Listen, he knew his time and he knew it had come. We have no greater example than Jesus Christ. I want you to know when it comes to anything,
power. But they wasn't going to take his life. You know why? Because he gave it. He gave it for you and me. He prayed. He said, Father, if it be thy will, remove this cup from me. Not only did he know that he was going to die there on the cross, but he knew why he was going to die there on the cross. He was going to die for you. He was going to die for me. If Adam hadn't ate that fruit, Adam would still be walking around here today. The wages of sin is death. He would still be here. If Jesus Christ hadn't took your sin, He would still be walking among us today. But He would sin for us. So as He prayed, Father, if you think I will remove this cup from you. Jim wouldn't have said he was going to die on the cross. I believe he died a terrible death, don't get me wrong. Praise God. He didn't know sin. And if he knew he was going to kill all of us. For generations, I said it before and I'll say it again. You, just personally, just you. Think about the most filthy thing you've ever done. And be honest. He felt that. He knew that. And he took it for you. You saw I ain't never done nothing very bad. I want you to know how he died also for what you're going to do. The day and night was divided. In Genesis, I believe it's chapter 1, verse 5, you'll find the evening and the morning was the first day. Most people get that backwards. They think the morning and the evening was the first day, but it's not. There was 12 hours a night and 12 hours a day. There were four watches at night. Jesus came on the water on the, on the, at the fourth watch. That was somewhere between 3 and uh, uh, 6 a.m. He come to him there when they was on the ship and he walked out there on, it was on the fourth watch. They hung him on the cross according to Mark's Gospel at 9 o'clock in the morning. It was the third hour. At the sixth hour at 12 o'clock, darkness come across all the earth. And the Bible says, and Luke's Gospel said the sun was darkened. It was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness all over the earth until the ninth hour. 
And the sun was dark and the veil of the temple was rent in the mist. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, He said, Father, unto thy hands I command my spirit. Having said this, He gave up the ghost. At three o'clock in the evening, just as he, he knew it would be his hour had come. The time had finally rolled around for him to go. He did not go past the time. And listen, when your time comes, you're not going to get no advantages. If you're lost, you're going to be lost. Now is the time you can get it fixed. When it comes that time, when the way in life is headed towards you, there ain't going to be time to repent. When that heart busted wide open from a heart attack, it ain't going to be time to fix it. When that eastern sky busts open, and he comes back on a cloud of glory, no iron, no man knows the time. You ain't going to have time to fix it. There was a morning of the men, and then I, I've heard people say, You can believe what you want to. I've got to believe what my conviction is. I've heard people say, When the Lord comes back and I'm living, I will have to die. I don't believe that. The Bible says, We'll be changed in a twinkling of an eye. This body ain't fit for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Even me. You believe what you want to, but you're going to get badly fooled when he comes back. You're going to taste death. Every one of us will. Because of sin. You'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye. I heard people, one preacher tried to find it one time, he said something similar to that. You tell me what sin is. It's said you're alive and you're dead, amen. It ain't just a little grave. It's once upon a little man to die. You're going to die. It's no getting past. You may be changed like that. You may die in your sleep and you may not ever feel a bit of pain, but you're going to die. You say, I wish you would talk about this. I'm not sure why you think I don't like it, so. But so that's not tell. They're going to die. You're going to. You might not think it today. You're young. You think you've got plenty of time. You know. It was just yesterday I was a little boy. I could still see me right there. He was a big man like me. And he took big strides. And I remember walking behind him trying to take the same step I there he took. I remember crawling up in his lap. I remember going around the curve and all this nonsense. Y'all may have heard me tell this, but that's down there in the curve. You know, that's the halfway between my house and Rocky Mountain. I was just a little bitty feller. Maybe four or five year old who got past the end and died. He was my great granddaddy. And, I, I, and 
Brother David, I, I was down in a car board of all red symbolized saints away that I'll never forget. <coughs> and I said, Father, are you going to die? And she looked at me and she said, Yes, I am. Lord, I, I said, Baby, not something for you, girl. Daddy, my best friend. I said, Daddy, you're going to die. Son, I'm going to die. And then I said, Mama, am I going to die? And I can see the tear on her cheek. And she laid her hand on my hands and she said, Son, you're going to die. It's hard. house in order. There's air that you won't pass. I don't know what it is. But you won't pass. If you're here tonight, you're lost. If you're here tonight, you're confused. Don't leave here like that. We say it all the time. And it happens all the time. People don't make it home. Don't leave Austin. Get things fixed with God. That's my little thought. I hope pray something. Can you use it? You got something.